welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Eicher. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? What's up? And this is episode 27. Seven. Yes. We are weekly. We are in the thick of the playoffs right now. So much going on. Um, if you watch any of our social media clips, you'll see that I'm still home and Freddie is basically in, uh, in an oasis somewhere mm-hmm. in Ontario near nature, beautiful near- Sarnia. Okay. Sarnia. You're in Sarnia. <laughs> One of the most beautiful places on earth. Sarnia. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if anyone in Sarnia agrees, but uh, you nope. feel, but you have found a nice little corner for yourself. So that's yeah. great. I told one person I'm from Toronto and they said they don't like big cities and they don't like Toronto. And I said, yeah, thank that's... you. Oh, um, I'll see you later. <laughs> Tell people you're from like Mississauga. Yes. Um, well, I mean, this person did say you're that... only like a few kilometers away. And, you know, this person did say that they moved away from Kitchener because it was too big. Oh, wow. So That's if amazing. I said if I was from Mississauga, they'd be, be like, like, oh, yes, probably hilarious, yeah. hilarious. Um, OK, let's jump into the, the playoffs here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the first round. We're recording this on Wednesday, the 24th in the evening. So we still have one series not mm-hmm. finalized yet, and that is the Connecticut Sun and the Dallas Wings. Game yep. three is happening just after we record this. Um I don't know, Freddie, if you want to do just a quick little like who you think is going to move on or I mean, I know Uh, you're pulling for the sun. Yeah, I'm sticking with the sun, uh, pulling for the sun. And I feel like um, I think I might have I think I might have picked Mystics as my only upset. But just the way things are going, I feel like there, you know, there isn't an upset, which is kind of interesting with this new format. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, and also, too, it could just be the year that it is or how the bracket, um, you know, ended up painting out at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah, we were kind of hoping for, well, not hoping, but semi-predicting a, a Mystics upset there. It did not happen. Um, I, I, But now that, uh, not to jump too ahead of ourselves here, but now that the Seattle Storm have gotten through the first round, I feel like I'm pulling for them a little more than I was before. But uh, They're sorry. so likable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, before we talk about the semifinals, I'll just say, you know, with Connecticut and Dallas, I do think Connecticut will pull through. Dallas Mm -hmm. had a really impressive game too. They really made a lot of adjustments. I felt like they controlled pretty much that entire game, but I do think the sun will come back. Like, I just think this team is experienced and they're poised and I just feel like they're going to find a way through. So I do think it'll be um, Connecticut sun and Chicago sky. Um, in Can I ask you, you know, it's not in the list, but just a, a playoff format question. Cause I want to know oh, what you're yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? Uh, you know, we hadn't talked about it, but what do you think about this sort of the home court team gets two games and then the final game is the away game. I guess I was sort of expecting it to go one, one, one. But I don't know if it's because of travel reasons or whatever. It's just sort of different than anything I've seen in any other sport. Like it's, I, I I'm not sure. I guess it is the advantage to have the two home games right away. 
You know what I mean? But yeah, but well, it's interesting I, to be like that Liberty. I, yeah, we'll get into it. But the, the Liberty Sky thing, the fact that the Liberty got that sort of tie breaking game at home was uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I like it or or not. It's hard to tell. Well, the Liberty played game three at home. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, the fact that like, you know, I, I just I'm so used to the team that has the better record getting that deciding game. Yeah, you know to, I mean? be, like to be honest, I, I noticed it too. And I think I actually really like it. I really like it because it's like, yeah, you're it's you're, different. You're the better team. If you can't close it out in two games, sucks for you. And I think it's like I think it adds to the drama that yeah, now it, you're that if you're the favorite team and you end up in a game three, that that, that game is on the road. I also do like the idea that. You know, you know that you know sort of cliche like, oh, they stole a game. Uh, mm. You know, they stole a game on the road. Like now, in this scenario, if you steal a game, it means you get a home game. Yeah, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, and honestly, the the Sky Liberty series was so fun to watch. Um, so many ups and downs, all the drama you want in a playoff series. I felt, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed game three i felt like it was a real edge of your seat game until the very end there when the sky pulled through but yeah yeah it, it was incredible i was like yes this is what we needed the first round to be as mm-hmm. opposed to the really awful one-off games that we had last season yeah the one-off games are i think never or i hope never going to come back because mm-hmm. it just there's just not enough story you know, like even in, I guess we're just getting into it, but like, you know, even in the, you know, Aces Mercury series, like Aces were the better team. You knew it was going to happen, but there was some sort of, you know, Sophie Cunningham. And I think there was some kind of fight from the Mercury. Like they had a lot of pride. Well, yeah. And... Well, I, I watched um, those games just to say, <laughs> I can't win. <laughs> That's my uh, wife that just walked by. Listen. You know, we're, we're making it work here. She, she's yeah. a fan of the WNBA as well. So, yeah, love it. Um, yeah, I watched those, the Phoenix uh, Vegas series. And honestly, like Phoenix is really hanging in there until Shea Petty went down with an awful Achilles injury, which yeah. was just seriously like the most heartbreaking thing. I mean, they cut to like Kia Nurse and a few people on the bench, like pretty much in tears over it. Like, because they knew like that was really it. Like that was truly their last hope for the season, but also to see your teammate go down like that is also really awful. And um, it just added to a season of just heartbreak for them. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Phoenix has never been like, never been my team and, you know, we're so new to covering, but I can't think of a team, you know, in, in, in all my years of watching sports, that is as deserving as uh, you know like like to have a redemption story mm. next year you know like obviously who knows what's going to happen with with Griner or how you know the the speed of that but i think with Griner with Tarasi yeah i guess i guess Skylar Diggins Smith is is still still you know she's still uh belo- you know belongs uh, wrong word there but like you know, yeah, well, under, they, they under contract, a statement right? saying that she plans to return with the team in 2023. Yeah, they just deserve another run at this thing. And it's so 
yeah, just really, really heartbreaking season. I think, you know, you covered it like one heartbreak after the next. And the fact that Kia Nurse never even healed in time to come back at all yeah. is rough, right? Yeah, totally agree. I mean, the Aces really, you know, they held their own. They're very, you know, quote unquote, professional in the zone about it. Yeah. Um, got the job done very swiftly. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know what to say, what else to say about the first round other than thank you, New York Liberty for making that wildly entertaining. Um, yeah, I feel like I underestimated them a little bit and I think I'm going to be more optimistic about them going into next season. Yeah. I think, you know, good stuff's on the way. Um, and, and I think that, you know, we've talked about the the sort of Candace rumors with uh, mm-hmm. with the sky, but there's also been those rumors about Stewie. You know, Brianna Stewart um, potentially going to the Liberty, and you know, just sort of sticking with Seattle for this this final run with Sue. Yeah. So if that ends up happening, and we get the Sabrina uh, and Stewie pairing, then wow. Yeah. I think the Liberty could legit be a contender. But again, that's like major, major rumor mill stuff. I will also say, I think this first round, the for me, the series that was the most exciting was uh, even though it was two nothing, I really, really enjoyed the Mystic Storm series. Like that game one was my favorite game of the mm. playoffs so far. Yeah, it was definitely. Um... You know, the Mystics kept it competitive, which was nice considering they weren't even in the picture last year. And we've talked about Elena Deladon being back and how significant that is. And, you know, I'm, you know, that's a team I'll be curious to see how they, they build upon this for next year. Cause I, I feel like they're kind of that classic, like stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say mediocrity, but that's kind of what it is. Like they just feel stuck in that place. And I'm not, quite sure how they get out of it yeah no i think they definitely do seem stuck in the middle and you know it's not like deladon is like a you know a young emerging star like you know she's she's incredible but yeah it doesn't seem like they have a lot of other things going on Mm -hmm. but um i don't know i thought the mystics really brought it and seattle in this in the same way you were describing the aces sort of did that thing where they're like okay you're awesome but we're it, it reminded me, you know, we were just talking about this before the pod a little bit, but it reminded me that even though Seattle hasn't been talked about as a contender, I think they are. Uh, I think this, I think Seattle is a well-rounded, like ridiculously talented team. Jewel Lloyd is just like a total pleasure to watch. Yeah. And obviously Brianna Stewart's, you know, is, is incredible, like MVP candidate, but like Jewel Lloyd is, is just really out of control. Good. And, um, you know, obviously Tina Charles and, and Sue. And so it's just, it's a pretty serious team. Like, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, let's, let's use this uh, opportunity to talk about the next round. Mm -hmm. Um, So the aces and the storm, which I think, my God, this is going to be a battle. Yeah. This this is is a heavyweight battle. battle. I mean, this, yeah, like this is going to be wild. Um, I feel like, this is going to be hard as a fan because I actually really love both these teams, Mm -hmm. but I think I'm pulling for Seattle more because of it being Sue birds last year. And 
you know, I, I, I talked about liking Sue Bird being so Hollywood and this documentary happening. So I think emotionally, I just want them to win because I want to see, I kind of, I'm kind of rooting for that Hollywood ending for her. Um, but I mean, the aces were in this position this time last year, they've worked so hard to improve, to get past this moment. And then, you know, they're going up against a team that won everything in the bubble in 2020. I mean, this is going to be a real grind. I think if I were a betting person, I might pick the aces because I just feel mm-hmm. like they've had this chip on their shoulder all year round. And it's been a whole team effort. They're also, I, they're also a very stacked team. Uh, they were a well-coached team before they're even a better coach team now. I, I just feel like the aces have had that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I just think like if I'm a betting person, I feel like I want to go aces, huh? No pun intended, but hey. Hey, uh, but my heart, I feel is with the storm right now, just cause I feel like uh, they'll get another chance. You know, the aces will have another chance. And I think, this is really it for the storm team. And I think it might end up being a bit of a rebuild after this. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I am totally with you. Like I'm oh, fully fun. on the, like, I, I know what you mean where it's like this sort of this Hollywood element, but I feel like the storm are just so likable. And I also feel like the aces are better. Mm-hmm. Like the aces are totally stacked, you know, uh, Kia Stokes, you know, Jackie young, it feels like we're barely even talking about Asia Wilson as well. And like, you know, Kelsey Plum, like they just seem um, like they got this Chelsea Gray. Oh my God. Chelsea Watching- Plum with the tiny trophy energy. Can we make that a thing? Tiny trophy energy, tiny trophy energy, hundred <laughs> percent. Kelsey's like, listen, I, I, you know, Engelbert's got jokes, but I'm here to, I'm here to win it all. Um <laughs> But yeah, they just seem like, uh, and you know, they just seem like they're on, you know, a, like a war path, like they're crushing it. And to think about how we were talking about them, you know, with Liz deciding to go to LA, it was sort of like, we'll see how they do sort of thing. And it's like, they have absolutely thrived. Um, Becky Hammond is doing an incredible job. And they look like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would say at this point, I think that they look like uh, if I had to put my put money on it, they look like the team that's going to win the NBA, the WNBA finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, like with you, I really I really want to storm. I, I, I mean, I just wanted to go to five. I think that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I. very easily could i i would almost be shocked if it didn't yeah i mean like like, you know i think the storm are they're they're legit you know it's not it's not like they're going to get um you know like like the aces are going to get some kind of break like i think the aces were professional against the mercury but i think the storm had a much more you know organized and and better team in the mystics that they played so uh, it's not the same as the one and done thing as last year but they're they're i I would say better prepared 
uh, and have already beat a better team also in just two games. So, mm-hmm. um, not to be so boring about the Eastern conference, but I think whoever wins Dallas or Connecticut, I think Chicago's in the finals. I think that's almost a lock. Yeah. I, I, last week I was like, I don't think Chicago has it. And then watching them, I was like, <laughs> Oh man, whoops. Uh, I really should have just stuck with Chicago. This yeah, whole they're going to go, they're going to be back to back champions. And you're going to be like, wow, I spent the last yeah. like, six months pretending it was okay that I left Chicago. I got to be the only fan that's like picked a team to root for, um, watch them win it all and then moved on. And now I'm just totally trapped. Uh, <laughs> I, I picked the sun. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for the sun. But I, I mean, yeah, watching those those sky games, that Sky Liberty series, uh, you know, Parker, Vandersuit, Quigley, like, you know, Copper. Copper is just like total playoff performer. So, um, you know, and I, I also, uh, uh, oh God, why am I blanking on a name? Um, the center for the Liberty, who was uh, Dolson. Uh, it, it was awesome watching Dolson and your girl Parker do the tip off because mm-hmm. it was almost like Dolson. Why'd you leave? Why'd you leave, Dolson? Um, and uh, I mean, probably money. But <laughs> and a big, uh, and in like a bigger role. Yeah, and a bigger role. But uh, yeah, Chicago looks definitely ready and waiting to beat whoever comes out of the wings in the sun. But I mean, I don't know the wings in the sun. Like these semifinals are going to be good. I yeah, think. I agree. Um, okay, moving on to um, uh, a truly bizarre yeah. Brittany Griner update, and what's just getting weird. Been a very weird and wild and unimaginary scenario and that is uh dennis rodman is reportedly headed to russia to try and bring back bring britney back home uh he says he's been quote given permission but we have no idea who or what that so-called permission has come from the white house has done has absolutely tried to well they have basically said they discouraged Dennis Rodman yes. from getting involved in this. They don't want him involved. They say that uh, his involvement could be a detriment to these mm-hmm. negotiations and that they have made what they referred to as a significant offer in these negotiations to bring back uh, Brittany. So yeah, truly, truly weird. I mean, we know Dennis Rodman has, a relationship with a uh, Kim Jong-un of yeah. North Korea. <laughs> it is truly bizarre. I don't even know what to think of this really. Yeah. I mean, we we've been reporting on everything uh, Griner related. So I feel like this is necessary, but I don't really have anything to add besides the fact that, yeah, like Dennis Rodman is one of the, you know, more interesting and kind of like strange basketball stories, uh, ever, ever, ever. um, uh, you know, wildly talented, misunderstood, but you know, this sort of like fraternize, fraternizing, fraternizing with uh dictators thing. I mean, it's kind of like, 
sure, maybe you can make a roundabout like mental gymnastics argument to say that there's a, a positive to it, but I I'm sort of I guess on the side of the White House where I feel like I don't really I don't really want to throw in a um like a a loose cannon to this scenario. Like I don't think I don't think we're I don't think anyone that wants grinder free is really excited about this uh, or, or very optimistic. So, I mean, Hey, if if, I, I, I will also say if it's one of those weird things where, you know, Russia's diplomacy just is not something that we understand at all. And somehow someone like Dennis Rodman, it's like, yeah, I'm buddies with Putin and I made this happen. Then I'll be happy. Like if it results in Brittany being freed, then great. But I just feel like it's like a, I don't know. Seems like a dangerous move. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly risky at best. Right. I I think it's, it's, it's one of those things where like for the last several years now, we've been living in such a, a state of normalized chaos. Yeah. Well said. Um, that you're almost like, yeah, sure. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you've just been living through so much chaos that you're like, sure, throw Dennis Rodman at it. Why not? Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, to me, it's like you're right though. Like it's like, <laughs> like yeah. Like if I was convinced it wouldn't be harmful, I'd be like, go get him. You know, the worm. Yeah, I mean, but- as long as it's not hard. Like I don't think Dennis Rodman's gonna actually get anything done, but as long as it doesn't cause any harm, then it's what it is. Like, I mean, he's hung out with Kim Jong-un a bunch of times and things remained politically neutral. Yeah. Like, I don't think he has a ton of political sway. I really think he's just going to hang out with Putin and like shoot some hoops and come back home. Like, I I really don't think he has enough influence to influence this on such a high level. I I just, I could be so wrong. I could be extremely wrong, but I just, I hope you are, but I I just can't imagine Dennis Rodman having that much political influence. No, me either. Like, it's just hard to believe. It's hard to imagine. Like, I think he just, he, he's a weird guy. And he <laughs> hangs out with some interesting characters and maybe he's, you know, like most celebrities, a bit of a narcissist. And maybe he thinks he naively can make a difference and just probably won't. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't say it better. I, I can't, I can't that's imagine exactly Dennis it. He's Rodman a narcissist. In a, he yeah. thinks he can do it, you know? Yeah. And like a serious boardroom, like actually you know, being active in some sort of negotiation. I, mm-hmm. I just don't see it. I think this is just a bit of a sideshow, frankly. Yeah, me too. And um, no one else is traveling to Russia right now, at least not in, not from North America, unless, you know, you've got family or something, but people yeah. aren't just casually going there right now. So um, wild, just wild. I mean, yeah. hey, I, I, on one hand, I'm like, at least it keeps Brittany in the news a little bit. 
Yeah, totally. Because you know? I think that, you know, we, we've talked about this before, but I don't, you know, I don't want any negative narrative to take hold or, or empathy for Brittany to diminish. So sure. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, you know, I agree with what you're saying. Oh, man. Well, okay, let's move on to our badass player of the yes. first round. I know. Freddie, who you got? Okay, uh, I this was hard because I, I, I had a long look at Deladon, who lost. And I thought, you know, that maybe was it for me. But just because she was so impressive in the way that she scored uh it just backbreaking buckets and and the just the attitude of like a champion i'm going with chelsea gray oh my god that's my player is it okay i'm not kidding that's my player is this our first time having the same this person? is our first time having the same badass player of the week oh my god well i i could i could do a quick pivot no yeah you know what don't it's fair. change Never change. Yeah. Once in every 27 episodes. It's true. I I also had Chelsea Gray because I I felt um, like her stats this season are 13.7 points, um, six assists, uh, three rebounds, but 49% field goal percentage. I, I really felt Kelsey, you know, maybe not the highest scorer, really had a presence really had a dominating presence on the court and a leadership presence on the court that mm-hmm. I feel like is stronger now than it was previously. Totally agree. Like, and it's a stacked team, right? Like, you know, you got, yeah. you know, Asia and Kelsey and Jackie, but Chelsea sort of was like the way that she was scoring buckets was like, it was, it was just in your face buckets. Like, I, I, like, you know, maybe it's just an eye test thing, you know, or I can't back this up, but some players seem to score in a way that forces the other coach to call a timeout. And I feel like Chelsea had a bunch of buckets where, uh, you know, the head coach of the Mercury just had to call timeout. Mm-hmm. It felt that way. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it was like only, only happens once or twice or whatever, but she killed it. Yeah. I mean, 22 points. Um, so, well, where was it? Yeah. Almost set. Yeah. 76.9% from three. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's just like, that's ridiculous. Just to clarify, I'm sorry. I read her stats for um, her average stats for the season. You're reading her stats from the game. Yes. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Just, yeah. Just or No, that's good. It, you know, also six assists, a block and a steal. Like that's massive. That's just yeah. massive. She totally killed it. Like her, her also her plus minus was 26.5. Wow. Only, only person who had okay, a better plus minus was so uh, uh, Asia Wilson. I mean, I, I think all the top plus minuses are aces players, but um, yeah, I'm, I like, you know, with, with all those talented players to stand out, I think is, is, is pretty big. Freddie, did you turn on a lamp? The lamp was already on, but oh this is, God. This is the diminishing light. Okay, now I'm turning on my lamp. Me. I'm very yellow now. It's like yeah. very, no, very. It's, it's going to look like I'm, there's like a sunrise because as the sun sets yeah, on Yeah, it me, does. It looks so beautiful. It's just going to be this lamp. It looks so beautiful and I just look yellow. 
Well, thank you. The, I, the lampshade is like white, and yet somehow it just projects yellow. I was worried about how it's going to look, so I appreciate you. Yeah, you no, know. it looks stunning. Oh, my God. Stunning? Um, Huge. Shout out, Sarnia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now it's time for Freddie's fun question. Freddie, take it away. Okay, here we go. Um so yeah, my my fun question this time. Uh, Sue Bird was the, uh, or you know, is the oldest player to get a double double in the playoffs. So it made me think, um, Catherine uh, and and me as well, because I can answer the question. Uh, if you were the oldest person to do something, uh, what would it be? Like, what could you accomplish at an older age? You know, what's what's something you could pull off, whether in sports or real life. Okay, I actually haven't thought of an answer for this yet. So, okay, so you I, go first. I got one. Uh, realistic, not so much. A fantasy, perhaps. But I have uh, three brothers, and um, we used to be in the Big Brothers Foundation growing up. So we all had Ooh. big brothers. And uh, um, who are, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, sort of like act as like your your father every second week take you out and go do go-karting and stuff and my brother miguel's big brother put all of us into curling Whoa. so we yeah so he gave us a couple of seasons of curling and one year me miguel and thomas actually won um like a couple banquets and we won the season um so we were like a, like a championship team and my oldest brother, Francisco, was also really good at curling, but he was in like the older division. Right. So here, here, here's how this breaks down. Either we're four brothers who somehow managed to rise to the ranks of curling, which I think you could do at an older age, potentially, um, as part of Canada, or uh, we're all uh, half Nicaraguan. We do sort of like a Jamaican bobsled thing. Bobsled team thing, and we become this curling team from Nicaragua, uh, and make it to the Olympics. So, okay, this is this is so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, so it could be like a a mini mini doc. This is so warm and inviting, (laughs) and yet inspirational. I I feel like I want to see this happen now. The Rebus Brothers, Scotty's Paper Towels presents the Rebus Brothers curling versus versus whatever team eat shit because you got nothing on the Rebus. It would be cool. Um, Now, I don't know if we'd be the oldest, but I just feel like we could curl at an older age. No, but if you start now. Exactly. Cause we're all like, you know, approaching 40. So really we'd have to work on it hard and like probably do this at like 50. That's that's, I I just hope that happens. Scotty's if you're listening, please sponsor us. Yeah. I feel like even like now that, like you said, like you're all kind of more or less approaching the age of 40, you need a new big brother to bring you back into curling (laughs) at this age. Yeah, we need like we need a big bro. We need a big grandpa. Okay? Yeah, a big grandpa to bring you back into curling. <laughs> Come on, grandpa. 
We need that. We need that yeah. male, the fatherly, grandpa-ly love. Yeah, that would be so Help sweet. Help us out. That would truly be something. Uh, I mean, I don't have anything nearly as cool as that. I just, um, my, like, honestly, my only hobby outside of what I do for a living, which is truly all consuming, mm-hmm. um, is I reupholster furniture. Okay. So I usually do like just one piece a year because that's all I have time for. Mm-hmm. But I like in a world where I don't have to work, I'm just re I'm just fixing furniture. Like wow. I really love it. Like I just love making taking old furniture and making it new again. And I would just do it all the time, and then just like sell it, not Wait. even like sell it for a lot, just to recoup my costs. This is also very sweet. This has now turned yeah. into Freddie's sweet question. Yeah, I mean, like, what I would love, like, like I don't own a car, but, like, it would be nice if I did just for this purpose, because then I could, it would be easier to pick up furniture, and then if I don't own a home with an outdoor space, then I would have, like, a storage locker that I would just keep my reupholstered pieces in, and then once I sold one, then I'd have space for another huge listen right? scotty's if you're and listening, i would just i would just scotty's <laughs> paper towel <laughs> sponsor my baby reupholstering business it's not a business i just do it for fun but now I, I i don't have space for any more furniture so now the next piece that i do i will have to sell honestly get in there scotty's that's all i can say <laughs> before it's too late get on the i will make train. the chairs that you sit in when you're not actively doing the pushing the rock or the brushing <laughs> yeah we, i don't it, know what any of the positions are called i assume there's someone on the bench yeah there's got to be someone pulls I'll a make, hamstring someone's the, got to be ready i'll make the bench yeah and actually when i say bench i mean i'll make you all individual personalized chairs because i don't actually do woodworking that's like a whole other thing woodworking yeah let's not get out of hand here you know what i mean yeah i don't i don't woodwork i'd have to collaborate with a woodworker a woodworker a a A carpenter a carpenter i almost said a woodsman (laughs) i I think there's woodworkers too though i think that's a thing yeah 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 because it's not like you know carpentry could also be like building a whole house yeah shout out to carpenters Scotty's, if you're listening, help out carpenters. Shout out to Jesus. Uh... Shout out to Jesus. (laughs) First and the last carpenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, so that's what I I would like. If I could be, realistically, if I could be the oldest doing that, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be really cool. I'd support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Listen, Sylvia retired and is going to be a mortician. You know, yeah. we need we need plans for when we retire from our very lucrative jobs. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna keep freelancing into our seventies because yeah. we're millennials. Um, anywho, that brings us to another episode. Thank you all so much. I really hope you all enjoy us being weekly during the playoffs. Um, if you haven't yet, you can follow us on pretty much. I'm pretty sure we're on every social media platform at the pickup WNBA pod uh shout out to our friend Dan Gallia he's been working really hard at uh getting some content additional content on that channel or on those social media channels including uh video clips so you can see what the hell we're talking about with the crazy backgrounds this week and all that fun stuff so uh, if you haven't yet please follow us there 
And uh, thank you so much, Freddie. I don't know if we are going to keep plugging ourselves. <laughs> no, yeah, let's let's plug our pod channel. You know, <laughs> we really appreciate the, all the followers, and please feel free to give us feedback and you know hit us up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we'll chat next time. Okay. Bye. See ya.